Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. What makes for a great vacation? Depends on who you ask. Are you looking to get away or bring everyone together? Do you want to get outside and play or see a play at the plate? Fortunately, however you operate, I'm the destination you've been looking for. The name's Missouri, but you can call me Mo. And I have just one question. What's your M.O.? To find your M.O., tap now. Or for information on safe travel, come see me at visitmo.com. That's been a very good Christmas if you're an Evertonian because Everton have won back-to-back games in the Premier League for the first time since April. They went to Newcastle and won 2-1 today. Dominic Carver-Lewin getting his ninth and 10th goals of the season. Uh, joining me to have a chat about it are Nick Preble and Rob Vera. Uh, Nick, I'll come to you first. Overall performance, dead gritty, dead determined and a bit of nice football thrown in there as well. Absolutely, yeah. I think, um, you know, through recent times as an Evertonian, you have to be a realist, don't you? And from my perspective, I was going to be happy with the draw prior to this match. Um, and then it became, when, when we went 1-0 up and then 1-0, sorry, 1-0 after, after, after they scored, I thought, actually, I'm not content with this. <laughs> <laughs> I want more. Could, could Ancelotti's going to be wanting more already, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, I, I, it's almost like Ancelotti has forced me to be less of a pessimist. <laughs> Um, and, and and has forced my hand, um, but yeah, I'm I'm absolutely delighted. It's if you think about our current situation, um, the injuries we've accrued, um, the frequency of the the games uh, in the past ten days, uh, the changes we made to have a scalp away from home um, at this time of year, I'm absolutely chuffed to bits. Um, I, I really didn't think we'd win today. Uh, I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll discuss. You know Dominic Calvert Lewin in, in a short while, but delighted that he's uh, back to brace um, and he's and he's really come his life, isn't he? Yeah, um, I think that that's an excellent point Nick made there, Rob. You know, it's something that I've not even thought about over the last few games. But he's right in regards to you look at Everton's injury list. You look at the fact that they've had to play two games in forty eight hours. You look at the upheaval at you know at managerial level. You look at the the hard opponents they've had to play ahead of the games against Burnley and, and Newcastle, and even Burnley and Newcastle. I know barrel laps. It's you know, it's testament to everybody sort of in 
that sort of managerial role and leadership role the football club at the moment and of course for the players themselves that they've managed to to put together a run now where you'd say they're one of the most informed teams yeah i'm i'm at if, if it sounds like i'm at a bit of a loss for words there it's because we've won two two league games in a row and i, I almost don't know how to process this and uh to boot we we have uh, we have uh carl ancelotti uh, just kind of casually uh, guiding us to an away win in his first try as if it's just not a big deal at all. And and suddenly we're in form and all of the things that we, I think, reasonably discussed in regards to the headwinds that Marco Silva was facing, um, the injuries, the the luck, certainly, um, you know, those are things that, uh, th- that that suddenly, you know, we found we found a way through a combination of factors uh, to begin to shed and, and really, um, you know, as, as Nick said, this is one of those games where you, you looked at it and you, you could have said to yourself, well, look, if they can get uh, a draw, given it's the second game away in three days, uh, maybe this is one of those times where you're kind of OK with that. But they, they've looked at, at, at everything going on in regards to, uh, you know, the, the, all those headwinds we talked about and, and said, you know, this is an opportunity and this is a chance to do something with it. And and we when we talked about uh, Silva and, and, and I know that I talked uh, at the time at which uh, they they lost at home to Norwich, and I had kind of said that that was that was done for me in regards to Silla. I, I said that the players looked exhausted mentally. They looked like they were over processing, overthinking. You know, on the one hand, they were trying to save their manager's job, and the other, they were. Uh, and we talked about it so many times about how Silva gave them all these very precise, you know, specific instructions, and yeah. they looked like they were thinking too much. Suddenly, uh, you know, when we talked about the proposition of Silva being let go, it was the idea that suddenly maybe these players could just play again and not think so much. And uh, ever since uh, Ferguson took over the team, and now with Ancelotti, you see them just kind of going about their business and, and playing more instinctually. And suddenly they look like a team whose talent is beginning to to show in matches where they're playing teams who they're mm. frankly better, better than. And so uh, we've hit a run of form. Uh, obviously, we'll, we'll go on to talk about Calvert-Lewin and I, I'm sure you're not going to gloat about it. But uh, <laughs> I'm I am I am I'm, I'm absolutely made up. And as I, I said this after the end of uh, at the end of the last game and, and we've been saying it in turn, you know, terminally, it seems like the, the congestion of. And I, I use the term the congestion of mediocrity uh, throughout the table uh, presents an opportunity if we could just string together a few results. Well, now we've begun to do that. Mm. And, and, and as we record this, we are up to 10th. Uh, and we're only four points off of sixth, <laughs> just to give you a sense of how awful the league is and give you a sense of how much there is still left to play for in this season. Yeah. Um, just love your pronunciation of Norwich, Rob. By the way, I'm, I'm all for, I'm all for Norwich. I hope, I hope they stay. I, I hope they stay up for that that entire reason. Norwich, Norwich. Am I say? Am I over pronouncing the W? Uh, I would describe it as Norwich. Norwich. Oh, Norwich! But, like but, you take the W out of it. Yeah. And you just pretend like it's not there. But Got you, it. You did also say made up as well, which I think is very much a a colloquial term for us, to be honest. Well. It's because I talk to you guys way too much. <laughs> and you're obviously a bad yeah. influence. Oh, on of course. It's terrible. Of you're course. killing my language. <laughs> but I think it, uh, there's an interesting point you made there, Rob, and I want to come back to it in regards to the, the players don't seem to be... No, it, I, think, I think they were maybe a bit overburdened by Silver and his and the instructions and sort of meticulous nature of the sessions and the you know what they had, they had to go out and do on the pitch. And it, I think one of what's maybe been a bit more apparent over the last two games is that it feels as though... 
the manager's sort of doing a lot of that for them in regards to the way he's setting the team up to begin with. And certainly his game management, you know, in the game against Burnley, ultimately his changes come at the right time, give Everton a bit of a, a momentum push when they need it and they go on and get the goal. And certainly today it was very much a case of, because I imagine when you're a player and you're out there in the heat of the moment, you know, there's, there's 55,000 people there today screaming and beckoning and everything you're doing. It, it's probably quite hard to have that clarity in mind, but I think Angelotti in the way in which he made the change to stay, I think he brought Delphon at the right time, I think he brought Walcott off at the right time, and certainly bringing Mina on was, was, was probably a little bit overdue, to be honest, to, to contend with Carroll. But it felt as though by his changes and by the, the clarity of thought and his substitutions, it just took a bit of a burden off everybody. Yeah, and and I think what's been what's been really interesting so far, and again, we've only got such a, a small body of, of work to look at, but it, you know, we always talk sometimes about you know when you bring in a new manager, sometimes it's a fresh set of eyes, but we oftentimes frame it as well, it's going to take him time to get to know the players, and I and I still certainly think that's true. But it, it seems like well, we've gotten exactly what we paid for early on, which is yeah. a super a super experienced manager coming in, looking at the team and not overthinking it and saying, all right, here's what I've got. Here are the buttons that need to be pushed when they need to be pushed. Uh, and today, again, you saw that with the subs. Um, he, uh, You can argue that Mina could have come on a little earlier. Um, obviously, we'll talk about it a bit. Michael Keane struggled uh, mightily again, and, and I think we were fortunate to dodge mm. a few bullets in the first half with, with some of his play uh but i guess that speaks to the need for a center half because you know mina did need rest and and uh he they're trying to manage an injury with him but every sub that that ancelotti made just it, it just seemed to make sense he was decisive about them uh the broadcast i was watching over here talked about the fact that ancelotti just immediately knew uh you know what he wanted to do and he went ahead and did it and didn't seem to to kind of uh, dilly dally about it which i think has been a was certainly a criticism of silva who who really seem to be more reactive than anything else yeah. and 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 I think with I, I think with uh, the subs today uh, for instance I I was not at first I wasn't totally sure about bringing Keen off he started you know Moise Keen off it he seemed to uh, really be looking dangerous uh, I, I thought he was going to score for sure today and and he had some really nice chances but uh, the the move to to bring him off to settle the midfield a bit more with Delph was was to me the biggest move he made today uh, it settled things down and it really seemed to kind Kind of kill off some of the, the head of steam that Newcastle was building. And then you had a situation where uh, Richarlison's able to, to push up a little bit more. Uh, the play he made down the right-hand side uh, to set up that the second goal for Calvert-Lewin, yeah. I think just immediately showed uh, it, it immediately paid dividends and, and showed that the move that, that Ancelotti made was was absolutely spot on. And so I, I, I think that, that so far, and again, it's just been two games, uh, I, I think you've got a, a, an experienced manager doing experienced manager things and 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 lo and behold we've got uh six points in the last two matches and in, in uh less than uh, 72 hours so that's 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 pretty good value for money so far yeah and i think um as evertonians we almost need an adjustment don't we to our mentality uh yeah because we've got this caliber of manager in place and um, i actually remember on thursday boxing day at the match and there were fans around me screaming for a sub on the hour mark, um, you know, that they really felt they need, they need to be changed. And I think we have been guilty of having managers over the years that have been very susceptible to the crowd's feelings. Um, and maybe what we've got now um, is a manager that knows he's uh, he is the Don. 
um, <laughs> and he will he will make the changes as and when he seems you know appropriate. And you know, when I saw Delph warming up, I thought, okay, great change. I think our instant reaction was, okay, Tom Davis, he's on a yellow card, mm-hmm. potentially looking a bit leggy. Um, and then Keane came off, and I think Rob, I do have to agree with you on this point. I, you know, I, again, almost felt sorry for the lad that he's been <laughs> substituted. Um, but we then saw our second goal within probably ten minutes of that change. Um, so I'm mightily impressed by um, Ancelotti's ability so far um, to, to to make an impact from his substitutions. Um, and you know, going back to the, the Mina change, yes, it could have come earlier, but we we don't know what condition um, Jerry Mina is in at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I think I think I just want to make a point um, about about the defence. You know, while, while we're talking about um, Michael Keane, I hate to pick out disappointing aspects of the match when you know when we've had such a uh, a meaningful victory, um, but the fact that we struggle to deal with being peppered by crosses uh, for, you know, certainly the second half of the first half and bits and pieces during the first, sorry, during the second. I think Matt and I were on the edge of our seats (laughs) or probably the edge of the bar as it was. Mm. Um, You know, we we, we never really felt comfortable, did we, today? I think that's something that Ancelotti maybe could focus on um, in the January transfer window. Um, And it, it almost presses home how important Yeri Mina is as that anchor in our defence um, t- today. Um, so hopefully, uh, I, th- I think we're not going to face as many teams like Newcastle no. for the remainder of the season. Um, you know, the way they set up was so negative. I'd have hated to be one of their home fans today uh, looking at their tactics. But um, it, it, it almost makes the, the, the win for us even sweeter. Um, that we managed to deal with it, um, with, with the problems we have so far. So, you know, let's 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 carry on. Let's uh, improve the defence even further, um, and let's see sixth place come. Yeah, it's just, yeah, Matt, yeah. Go Matt, on, Rob. W- uh, one quick point on that. I think I think Nick makes a really astute point there. We have felt for. I don't know, forever, <laughs> but yeah. really for, for as long as this season has felt that for Everton to win, especially on the road, of which I guess this is what only our second road win of the season, but yeah. I mean, we've oftentimes felt that we have to have everything kind of go perfectly. Uh, and uh, today, I, I think we saw one of those games that normally we would buckle under, or, or in almost every case, we would at least drop uh, the two points and, and, and maybe end with a draw, but um, um, you saw that today where we're, we're pretty dominant in the first uh, 20 to 25 minutes. Then uh, Newcastle really get back and they're really pushing. But at that point, you saw something uh, with changes and with the overall mentality that, that there seems to be a calmness about them that wasn't there uh, previously. Uh, maybe a lack of a lack of. Um, of 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 shitting it, if you will, um, <laughs> that that we, we that we always talk about with Everton, and so I, I I'm I'm really encouraged by that. And, and by the way, I'll also point out too, we talked about the the substitutions. You know, the the difference is night and day with Keane coming off in that sub, where I thought, you know, he's probably going to be kind of upset yeah. to come off, and he might have been disappointed, but 
you did not see that in his face when he came off uh, you know uh, when he met up with Ancelotti on the touchline he he seemed to be in it he I think he knew he had played pretty well I think he knows that he's got someone who believes in him I think that that's critically important I mean even when Leighton Baines came off for <laughs> Mina you, I mean I've never seen such an exuberant substitution like the the, the the team spirit and the positivity seemed to be higher and and frankly when you've got a manager that that immediately walks in and, and commands respect in, in a way that's not just all loud talk and bravado but is just really based on tangible things like actually winning things yeah. I, I think that it provides a foundation for for the players to maybe feel like they are bigger than they than they have been if, if that makes sense so I I think that that you saw that again today and and hopefully this is something that can continue yeah and I think the, the other thing you need in these sorts of games Nick you know it's something we've been moaning for for a long time is the you know, we've drawn games like Burnley at home or Newcastle away or, you know, been been beaten in these in the past. And you sort of look at it and go, it's it's a tight game. We had the odd chance, but we haven't had a lot to stick the ball in the back of the net. At the moment, we've got someone who, who's doing that in Dominic Carvalhoon. You know, the, the game against Burnley is on a knife edge, produces a great header to, to sort of swing it our way. Game today, you know, very much a case. You sort of look at them both and go, well, you know, the R just happens. You almost misses the, the second one, which the, the reaction would have been interesting to that the squirm back from underneath him or, or gone wide. But um, I think we're seeing a lad now who's still doing the things that he did last season, which are really good in regards to his hold-up play, in regards to running the channels, in regards to pinning defenders down and bringing other lads into play as well. But he just seems to be getting in those positions a lot more frequently now when he, he's taking his chances at the moment. That's right, and I'm almost hoping this is going to be a positive feedback effect for him. Um, you know, what, once he's getting his confidence, he's scoring more goals, getting more confidence, setting up play. Um, and I think I, I just want to make the point that you know I'm certainly guilty over the past couple of seasons of being not quite in the camp of anti-DCL, mm. um, but maybe indifference. Never got full Mark Mosey. No, no, not, not as negative as some um, Blue Room contributors. <laughs> um, <laughs> Having said that, you know, I I wouldn't have been uh, gutted if I'd have seen him shipped off on loan maybe um, at the start of the season, mm. uh, some point last season as well. <laughs> but, I'm, uh, you know, I, I like, like a lot of Evertonians, you know, I'm happy to be embarrassed and prove yeah. wrong on this. Um, I, think, I think his upturn in form over the past month, six weeks or so, um, is really an indictment of him being able to play um, in his natural position, he's an absolute terror for defenders. Um, in many games, you know, we, we've seen established centre halves struggling to deal with him. We actually saw this last season, of course, um, especially during the second half of last season, where you know he, he'd be pulling in man of the match performances despite scoring a goal. Yeah, um, and the fact that he's adding those to his tally now um, is is a huge thing for him. Uh, and obviously Ancelotti has come out over the past week and said, you know, I'm I'm, I'm very happy with um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Um, so I'm just praying that he, you know, he, he doesn't pick up a niggle here and there and lose that momentum <laughs> um, like we've seen with some of our strikers over the years. Um, and, uh, you know, let, let, let's see how he gets on for the remainder of the season and go from there. Yeah, I think, you know, as well, Rob, you look at his, his goal scoring, and like, you know, like Nick said there, I think we've all spoken in the past, it's, it's not something you'd ever say has always been a, a key part of his game. And I think, you know, I, I always think about Mesitaza like this. I always think often he'd rather set up a goal for his teammate than the score himself. And I think Carver-Lewin's sort of been in that mould, not necessarily in terms of creating, but I think he's he'd rather, you know, shrug a defender off, lay the ball off and create space for somebody else like he was doing last season, you know, at times, than get in the box himself and score a goal. And it's almost like gradually as he starts to do a little bit more, 
he's, he's, got, he's got a bit of a taste for it now. And obviously the manager after the Burnley game said he needs to be in the six-yard box a little bit more. Twice today, balls dropping to him and around the six-yard box. And, he, and he's there to stick it away. And I, I imagine mm-hmm. for Angelotti, after what he said last week after the game, to see him sort of take on those instructions and back it up with another really good performance, you must be delighted with him. Yeah, the look, the goal scoring glut of, of Calvert Lewin is is some pretty sweet vindication for guys like like you, Matt, and me who've always believed in Calvert Lewin. Um, and you know, I just want to tell Nick, everyone Nick, Nick that, his eyes, yeah. I just yeah. want to tell all the haters out there to suck it. Um, <laughs> you know. No, uh, so yeah, I look, I'm I'm I've clearly I've clearly been a Calvert Lewin skeptic. Um I, I think, by the way, I would draw the distinction between skeptic from the standpoint of I'm skeptical. I've never been skeptical that he's, I don't, I don't think that I've been skeptical that he should be starting or skeptical that he has uh, contributed uh, at Everton and, and been an, an, uh, an important player. I think my skepticism has largely come from the things that, that, that you, they, you talk about there in terms of the goal return and, and um, uh, frankly, just not putting chances away that, that he should have, especially because, you know, in, in, and again, I don't want to oversimplify types of strikers, but Calvert-Lewin would probably fall more into the poacher type of, of, of striker than a guy who is highly skilled. And therefore, he's got to be someone who finishes off chances. And the biggest difference right now to me is twofold. One is that he's finishing off more of the chances he's been presented with. But two, there are more chances to be finished off. And I think a lot of that has to do with um, the, the the change in formation. I, I don't want to oversimplify this, but Calvert-Lewin seems to look better and be more effective with a strike partner. And, mm. and he may not, he just may not be made to, to be the guy who is just alone up top. Not that you can't get a, a good, good shift from him in, in, with one at the top, but um, he seems reborn uh, uh, quite a bit over the last few weeks uh, in, in a way in regards to, like you said, all the, all the things that he does that we've always admired about him are there. But having uh, someone else kind of sharing that burden up top with him, I think, has created a little more space. It's allowed those those qualities that he's had uh, to present themselves at opportune times a bit more. Um, and and I'll point out, and this just came across Twitter from Matt Cheatham, who always has great numbers like this. Um, Everton have 43 shots in two games under Ancelotti, and that's more than anyone has in the last two games in the entire league. And again, we're, we're, we're into small sample sizes, but Everton are, are, are a little – you can see the difference already. They're more liberal with getting the ball towards the net. And when you've got guys like Calvert-Lewin, uh, even Richarlison, obviously to a, to a large degree, um, who are there to kind of feast on on balls in the box or feast on, on chances or broken plays and things like that, um, you, you then look back at the way we played under Silva where it felt like we were always trying to tee up – a perfect shot as yeah. opposed to just getting the ball in there. And, and I think that, that this is, this is an argument for volume. And if you make an argument for volume, you look at someone like Calvert Lewin and, and you can see, uh, you can see, uh, the, the potential there, uh, t- to do more. Um, what I will say too, is that if that I am someone from a goal standpoint that I just want goals, uh, we have been aside for too long that, that just don't score enough. And if Calvert Lewin can continue to score, I don't really care how he scores. <laughs> 
outscores them. I don't care if it's a fluke here or there, a broken play here or there. Um, we just need guys to finish him. The difference between Calvert-Lewin over the last few years and the Calvert-Lewin we're seeing now, which, let's be honest, this is the best run of form of his entire career, um, is we're seeing a player who is now finishing those opportunities he should have finished. And a lot of that has to do with him because he deserves a lot of that credit. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that that the team in general are just generating more balls toward the net. Yeah. And I think that that is going to pay off big dividends for for Calvert-Lewin and for the, for the entire team. But uh, now when you have a consistent foundation in Calvert-Lewin like that, where you know what you're going to get from him, uh, now Keane or Richarlison become pretty interchangeable up top. You have a lot more formational flexibility when you need to make a substitution like you did today where you can push Richarlison up and you can bring in Delph. Um, I think that Calvert-Lewin suddenly uh, with with uh, you know being someone who can finish and being a threat that the defense has to, to take note of uh, suddenly opens everything else up and so this is a really really exciting development yeah and I think um, just to finish off I was going to sort of ask you guys who else you thought was standout today um, Nick I'll come to you first I think Rob mentioned two lads there thought were really good Moise Keane for an hour maybe faded a little bit towards the back end of that hour but was a threat and I think it's the first time we've been able to say for a long time he looks a real threat in the final third uh, Richardson in the last 20, 20 minutes I thought it was exceptional in his running his winning fouls just general being a bit of a nuisance I thought Mason Holgate was decent again he was played right back left back centre back and centre midfield now this season and he looks fine in, in all those positions and, and Delph when he came on as, as well um, just, just calmed everything down a little bit um, anyone else are you particularly impressed with today? I think it was uh, actually you know you pick out individuals there I think it was a very um, good collective performance aside from perhaps Keane and Walcott who perhaps struggled a little bit today um, but maybe I'd like to give another mention to Tom Davis I thought that whilst it wasn't his best game he was sort of shepherded around a little bit by Ancelotti yeah. um, and I thought he adapted to most positions that he was that he was put to pretty well um, I thought he was relatively tidy on the ball he was showing quite a lot um, and you know we've seen a lot of games recently where it's bypassed him but I actually thought um, he played better than Sigurdsson today um, so I'm, I'm, I was I was pretty happy with his performance but overall um, you, you'd have to say yeah you know Calvert-Lewin absolutely led the line today so he'd be, he'd be my shot yeah um, Robin just just you know sort of reflecting on the names that we've all mentioned there uh, young lads putting their hand up for this team again which is really encouraging yeah, absolutely. I, I I think it was an interesting result because, you know, last game, I feel like we looked, even though we scored the one and we squeezed out that result against Burnley, you, you felt like everyone, especially when you notice that stat about how everyone had a shot uh, uh, during the game, uh, that, that everyone seemed to play pretty well and you couldn't really pick out anyone who was bad. Today, you had a few guys that were, you know, that, that weren't great and that, that, let's be honest, Michael Keane was pretty poor. Um, but at the same time, they they scored two goals. They they did what needed to be done, and they 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 weathered the storm when they needed to. And a lot of that comes down to management and, and some other things. I, I think we have to give some credit, especially since he does attract a decent amount of criticism to to Fabian Delft today. Uh, he came on yeah. and get, gave us exactly what was needed at the time. Um, you know, the 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 role you envisage envisage for someone like him is is exactly what he pulled off today. Um, I, I would also I'd also like to say, and again, it's not that you noticed him a ton, but you didn't notice 
notice anything really poor, uh, given that it's not easy to come come out uh, come in from the cold uh, so infrequently as he sometimes does. But I thought Leighton Baines was was yeah. you know solid and did what needed to be done today. And 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 you know I, I don't know where we are right now with Luca Dean. I, I I do think that that Baines is. Uh, you know, has continued to show that he is a valuable piece to this thing. Um, uh, but uh, other than that, I, the other the shot I would give today is to Richarlison. I he he looked he looked really tired the last game, but he kind of fought his way through it. Um, thought he thought overall he played well today, even though you know he has run himself into the ground. I thought the uh, the assist that he had for Calvert Lewin's yeah. second goal was perfect, and and really that's that's one of the big criticisms of his uh, critiques of his game or just points of emphasis in regards to where there can be some improvement. And I thought that, that if, if Richarlison can de- continue to develop uh, from a skill perspective and offensively under Ancelotti, that, that suddenly you're talking about a player who's already our most talented player and, and going up another level to being uh, a truly more complete player. But uh, last thing I'll say is, uh, <laughs> you know, again, I, I don't like kind of what was said before. I, I don't want to focus on anything too negative, but I think today um, I, again, Michael Keane's struggles really show why there's going to be an emphasis on bringing another uh, option in at the very least. I, I, I'm, I'm very hesitant to uh, to break up uh, the the uh, partnership of Holgate and Mina. I think they've been really good together. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, uh, when you have uh, thick and fast fixtures like this, you get exposed a little bit when you have to, you know, when you have someone like Mina who you've, you're managing an injury with, you, you've got to find a way to get a little bit of rest. We've got to have a third option that we can really try trust and so it's been quite an odyssey for all of the talk of what's happened in midfield this season you know it's a lot of sliding doors isn't it if if we had somehow kept Zuma you think Keen and Zuma would have been probably the first choice and 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 Keen would have played for a while <laughs> who knows how long it would have taken Yarimina to get off uh, to get his opportunity uh, but he's even in the last 10 minutes I was relieved to see him come on uh, he is uh, kind of like you have been a, um, a believer in Calvert-Lewin from the beginning I've been that way about Yarimina and and again uh, uh, you, you really notice him when he's not there. So um, I, I think obviously uh, the game against City now uh, that you've got six points in your pocket from these two games, I think you can go into that and just go for it. Yeah. I, no, no one really expects uh, a three points there, but 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 cert- certainly there's there's more belief than there's been, and and a lot of that comes down to all of these players just finding ways to be a little bit better collectively, and, and that's really what it takes. When you're the more talented squad, which we are a lot of the time, not every time, but a lot of the time in this league. Um, you know, we should be getting more points out of what what talent we put on the pitch. And and suddenly you're starting to see that uh, pop up a little bit more since Ferguson took over and obviously since Ancelotti took over. So um, really encouraging and uh, looking forward to, to what comes next. Yeah, fantastic stuff. Uh, Rob, Nick, thanks very much. Uh, if you want to hear more from us this week, um, ahead of those big games against Manchester City and Liverpool, they can find us on usual feeds here. Also on the Blue Room Extra at patreon.com slash Blue Room Extra. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Saturday night, and we'll speak to you again very soon here on the Blue Room. Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com apply. That's Amazon.com apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. 
With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.